So remember this: our purpose is just like our compass. It will tell us our direction in this noisy world. And at times, we may wonder, but with compass, we will never be lost. Hi, this is Wicked. You are listening to the Life Ready podcast, the mission to empower you to live a fulfilling life. Whether you're a student, working adult, or entrepreneur, it is never too early or too late to be life ready. Welcome to episode nine. I'm sure that you'll be very intrigued about today's topic. Stop chasing passion. Start finding purpose. Very controversial. You know, uh, contrary to popular advice about finding your passion, why do I came up with this topic? So let's just share about one instances where I was inspired to talk about this topic in this episode. Um, so last weekend, I attended a, a wedding uh, of my friend. So this friend of mine, she is a very reputable MC in Malaysia, one of the top MC in Malaysia, right? So the moment when we attended the wedding. Uh, a, a group of friends. We were actually speculating. Hey, you know, since she is such a wonderful MC already, who else could be her wedding MC, right? So all of us were discussing, speculating, and guessing. Now, when the dinner started, the moment the bride and the groom walks into the dining hall, all of us had a shock of our life, because this friend of mine, this MC, is planning to MC. In her own wedding, she was holding the mic. She walked into the dining hall and said, "Good evening, everyone!" And that is the moment we all had a burst out into laughter, right? Because you don't see this every day where an MC, where a bride is actually MC in her own wedding, right? And throughout the entire session, she was really energetic. She was playing games with the guests. She was singing as a performer. You know, I think that she sang like ten to thirteen songs. She was not resting, right? She was really running the whole show. So I was actually asking myself, "Hey, doesn't she want to have a rest? Right? Isn't this her wedding, and she still wants to do this uh, MC thing, which is her daily work? Doesn't she wants to have a rest at least on her wedding day? Yeah." But as I saw that she was really enjoying herself on the stage, she was really enjoying speaking behind the microphone. That was when I finally understood that was not only her wedding, but it was also a tribute ceremony for her profession, because she was so in love with her profession as an MC that she was even willing to do it in the most important day of her life. I guess that is actually a real life example of an infamous quote. It says, "Choose a job that you love, and you will never have to work a day in your life." So after that wedding, I was really inspired, and I asked myself, "How can someone be so in love with the work that she does? Right? Is it just pure love or pure passion? And if so," How can we decide what are what do we, what are we passionate about, and which area that we should go to, so that we can, you know, achieve the same 
level of love that we have for our profession. And hence, the podcast for today. Now, I'm not sure if you have listened to this advice before. People telling you that, hey, go for what you're passionate about. Do do what you're passionate about. Chase your passion. Follow your passion. And my question to that is, how? So I remember when I was in college in 2012, and there was a moment where there were a lot of young entrepreneurs were up and coming. You know, we had Facebook, we had Instagram, we had Airbnb. You know, I was truly inspired on how these entrepreneurs get started. And I kept on following them to see what can I learn from them. Because I knew that one day I wanted to be an entrepreneur too. So I remember Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg, uh, both of them in their speech, they mentioned something about along the way about follow your passion, follow your passion, follow your passion. And I was really inspired, you know, and, and this passion thing, it seems like the only answer that I would ever need. And the moment when I found this thing called passion, I'm going to be settled for the rest of my life and, and everything will just figure out by itself. So I kept on searching, kept on asking, kept on reflecting, but I just couldn't land on an answer. And I realized that our passion changes, right? One year we, we can be passionate about, you know, baking, and another year we'll be passionate about singing. And the, our passion just keeps changing. And how do we know which passion should we go after? And that is when I started to question this advice about following your passion. Because it seems really, really hard to follow this advice. And I came across this one of the very import, uh, interesting book. It's called So Good They Can't Ignore You by Carl Newport. So in this book, it actually shares a lot about really interesting concept. It shares how this advice of following your passion is flawed and is hard to be followed. Because according to the author, the passion hypothesis that has been, that has been advised by a lot of people is urging individuals to do what they love. Right? The, the concept is that you need to find your passion first and then meaningful work will appear at your fingertips. Right? But in fact, it is not that simple. Right? So what the author introduced to us is that instead of going for the passion mindset, we should go for the, the craftsman mindset. Now let's reflect about all the things that you love to do. Do you love it because you are good at it? That is the craftsman mindset. Because the author actually shared, when you have mastered something, it is more likely that you will become passionate about it. Which is why I've seen a lot of people in their 20s, they're feeling lost. Because they just can't find the magical word which is called, quote and unquote, passion. They just can't land on something to spend their time and effort to be really good at that something. Because they thought that they must find their passion before they're getting good at it. But for the craftsman mindset, it states that you have to be good at something first before you will be passionate about it. For example, a chess player must devote roughly 10,000 hours to practice and study to become a master chess player. And if he didn't give in this amount of effort to become good at it, 
you probably will never be passionate about it. Because let's face it, it is hard to love something that you are consistently doing bad at it. You won't like that feeling and you will want to give up. So that is the first concept that I would like to introduce in this episode. And here comes the next question. How do we know or how do we choose what do we want to spend our hours and effort to become a master on, right? Like there are so many things that we're good at. There are so many things that we can possibly be good at. Which one should we choose? And that is the main topic for today's episode. So that is when I would like to introduce to you the next concept, which is finding your purpose instead. So what is a purpose? So you can actually imagine purpose is like our compass, right? You know, when you're lost, you just need to refer to your compass and you will know where you are. And without a purpose, you'll be swayed by whatever things that is, hap- that is happening in the external. You'll be distracted by anything that is shining, right? You'll, be, you'll keep looking for signboards to, to let you know where you are. But with a compass, even though you can't see that way, you still know where you are and you will know where do you want to be. So purpose is just like our compass. And I would like to share with you three questions that will help you to get started in finding your purpose so that you have your compass working and tells you what you need to do next. So if you're ready, let us go into it. The first question that you can ask yourself is this. What do you love to do? What do you love to do? So this is a question to discover your passion, right? Something that you love to do. Is there something that you love to do that, you know, always makes you forget about time? Now, I know that there's a lot of things that we love doing. So which is why when you're answering that question, you're supposed to list down as many things as possible. All the things that you love to do, just put it in. I remember when I taught to my students about this um, topic, when I asked them, hey, what do you love to do? And some of the students, some of the youth will always tell me they love playing games. And then my coaches who were coaching them started to feel very worried. They asked me, uh, Wicked, is it nice for their passion is to love playing video games? And I always answer them, what, what, why not? The key here is not to judge is to list down as many items as possible and then we will filter it later on. So list down all the things that you love doing that that you really feel in joy or in peace or in flow when you're doing it. That you forget time passes. That you don't mind doing it for the rest of every day of your life. So list them down. Now the second question that I would like you to think about is what does the world need? What does the world need? Or it could also be, what problems do you want to solve in the world? So is there some problem in the world that you feel angry that it is not solved yet? Some problem in the world that you can, that you can resonate with, that you can really sympathize with? Is there any? So the reason why we ask this question is because, because according to a psychologist, Sigmund Freud, it states that human has six basic human needs. So what are the six human needs? First is love or connection. 
variety, significance, certainty, growth, and the last one is what? Contribution. Yes. All of us, in fact, have a desire of wanting to contribute. Right? We want to do something good for the others, for, for the world, for the community. Right? If you don't believe it, look at the parents. Right? What is it that their child is constantly making them sleepless, is constantly taking a lot of their time and energy, and yet they still find joy in raising them, in giving them all. Right? It is because of this need to contribute. All of us have it. And when we are finding our purpose, we didn't look into this perspective on how do we want to contribute. We are missing a big chunk of the puzzle. Right? So which is why I always tell a lot of parents, stop asking your child what is your ambition. What is your ambition? It's so hard to answer that. As a child, they only know the, a few ambition, doctor, lawyer, engineer. So probably they're going to answer you based on that. So instead, try asking your child this. What problem in the world do you want to solve? And then they will start to find out what ambition can allow them to solve that problem. Right? So if you don't ask this question and just keep asking, what am I passionate about? What am I passionate about? It is coming only from you. You need to find something that is worth fighting for. Right? So here comes the questions. What does the world need? What problems do you want to solve? What problems in the world that you feel angry that it is not solved? So make a list and remember, don't judge. And finally, the third question. You see, after knowing what do you love to do, after knowing what the world needs, it is time to ask yourself, what are your strengths? What are your strengths? Is there something in you that people always compliment you about? Is there something in you that makes you do certain things way easier than the rest of everyone? The reason why I think this question is so important because I believe that all of us have some special talent. All of us are good in certain things naturally. And we should learn how to focus on our strengths rather than our weaknesses. Because I find it a lot of times we tend to focus too much on our weaknesses that we forego our greatest strength. So I remember when I was in university, uh, back then in university, I thought that my public speaking skill was quite decent. I was able to deliver my presentation quite okay and normally get a good score from my lecturers. So there comes a semester where we have to choose our elective subject. So I was given a choice to join between two elective class, which is English professional writing class or public speaking class. So when I was choosing it, I thought to myself, hey, you know that my public speaking is quite all right. So perhaps I should join something that I'm weaker on, which is the professional writing class. I wasn't very good in writing. So I decided to sign up for the class and I went in and I sit into the class. And guess what? By joining in the class for just two weeks, I realized how much I hated it. Okay, I was not interested on it at all. I was struggling in all classes. I just don't feel like attending it. 
while I saw my friends really enjoying themselves in the public speaking class. So I decided, hey, I can't be here anymore. I decided to request for a change in subject and I joined the public speaking class. And guess what happened? In that class, that is when I get started to to strengthen my foundation in public speaking. I met a really amazing public speaking teacher that got me interested in speaking and I love every minute that is in that class. And it is that class, I would say, that gets me started in, in my journey as a speaker. If I didn't join that class, I probably would not be in the industry of speaking right now. So what does it show? You see, a lot of times, even as a child, uh, our parents were actually uh, focused on asking us to fix our weaknesses, spend more time on our weaknesses. But when we have graduated, we are no longer in school, it is time to focus on our strength. Identify what is your strength and fully utilize it to the maximum. Focus on perfecting the craft and be so good, be so damn good in it. right? And this is something that I still apply it in today. Really, when, when I'm writing my business, it is also very important to focus on my strength and to delegate my weakness to people who are good at it, to people who loves it, right? So that is the third question. What are your strengths? So here goes the three main questions for today's episode, which is what do you love to do? What does the world need? And what are your strengths? So what you need to do is to list down as many answers as possible for all these three questions. And when you're done, Try to look into these three questions, the answers, and see, is there anything that appears in all the three questions? Circle those, okay? Because if there is, that is potentially your purpose. And that is potentially the area that you can start explore more on. The reason why we want to find something that checks the three questions is because it's important to have all these three if you think about it. Let's say you love doing something and you're so good at it, but the world doesn't need it. Is this something that you should pursue? Or the world really needs it and you're so good at it, but you hate every second in doing it. Should you still pursue it? And what about this? You really love doing it and the world really needs it, but you're bad at it. Should you still pursue it? Well, there's no right or wrong answer. If you think that this is the fight that is worth fighting for, go ahead, take the bullet and really put in the hours to be good and that something. So this is not a formula that will guarantee your success or guarantee that you will find your true calling. But I believe that it serves as a very good starting point for you to explore on what is fulfilling to you. What is the most important thing for you? So to sum it all up, I think that we are living in a world that is full of noise, full of distraction. And it just seems that there are so many nice and shiny things that we should chase after. Hey, everyone is doing that. Let's do it. Hey, that is making money. Let's do it. Hey, you know, that seems really cool. Let's do it. And if we try to chase every single thing that looks shiny, we will end up exhausted and we'll end up losing ourselves. So remember this, our purpose is just like 
our compass. It will tell us our direction in this noisy world. And at times, we may wander, but with compass, we will never be lost. So that is all for today's episode. I wish you all the best and have fun in your soul-searching journey. Let me know what you think about this episode and what are some of your realizations. And I look forward to see you in the next episode. Bye.